in the screen. Hi, good afternoon and welcome to the School of Serenity. We are being broadcast here by 4MTV and also by the Walk to Serenity. I am your host, Kara Keen. I'm a psychotherapist, a Reiki master, and an author. And I help women step into the fullest expression of themselves through my private practice, Discover Your Wings. And I'm so excited for our guest today. We are featuring Emma G, and she is a singer, a songwriter, a youth empowerment coach. She has been a TEDx speaker, and she's also a motivational speaker, and she really helps youth heal through the power of music and the healing power of songwriting. So welcome. Thanks for being here today. Wonderful to be here. Thank you so much, Kara. It's, uh, it's an honor to start my week with you. Yes, <laughs> yes, I love it. And you have just such a beautiful and powerful story, first of all, about your own story, but also about the work that you're doing with youth and what inspired that. So let's talk about your story a little bit and how you got into this work. I know there's so much there. What do you want to share? Well, I, I mean, listen, we all have a story, right? Um, and and I think it's, it's, it's taken me a while to sort of get up the bravery to kind of lean into that part of myself, to recognize the strength in my story. In fact, uh, a friend of mine last year um, made me recognize that our mess is our message. Yeah. And so that's been one of the things that I've been like really learning about and leaning into as I'm sort of not pivoting, but like expanding my business as a musician and singer songwriter into like literally wanting to make change and positive change, not just for the world, but specifically for young people, you know? So my story kind of started, I mean, <laughs> realistically, it started when I was four months old, when I was diagnosed with a condition called hydrocephalus, yes. had my first brain surgery at the tender age of four months. By the age of 10, I'd had 24 surgeries, 10 brain surgeries. And um, was really blessed to have a mother who fought tooth and nail. Happy Mother's Day, by the way, for yesterday um, to everybody out there. But, you know, my, my mother, uh, you know, she raised me by herself. My father was in Fiji for my entire life. And um, that's where I get my coloring from. <laughs> but, um, you know, she, she really did all she could to help me you know not just overcome brain trauma but also you know learn how to communicate and connect and recognize that my differences were kind of my superpowers at the same time and so growing from that growing not going but growing from that into music and then youth work with the ymca and then teaching um it kind of all came to a head just before the pandemic, um, you know, actually. Uh, 2019, I decided I missed doing youth work. I, you know, had been a full-time musician for five years. And I wanted to kind of combine my, my histories as a musician and as a youth worker. Now, I'll pause there for a minute because I want to go back to when I was a teenager. Because as we all know, I'm sure you remember being a teenager, Kara. Like... It's messy. It is so it, messy. It is oh messy. God, to be preparing teens for how messy it is. Yeah, and and you and I were, you know, we were teenagers 
I, I don't know about you, but I was a teenager. When I was a teenager, it was just when social media was becoming a thing, right? Yeah, but I didn't even have it until after college, I'm pretty sure. Or in, okay. I think it was after college. Right, yes, I right. missed the whole social media thing, thank God. But I am envious. Yeah, it <laughs> me for my daughter, who's only right. be seven. I mean, I can't imagine growing up with that. It's, it's nuts. And so one of the things that I, um, you know, am just very conscious of, I mean, technology is a beautiful thing. Advancement, if you're not growing, you're dying type thing is, is always a good thing. Yeah. Um, we, we just live in the age of technology now, and that's, that is what it is. Um, however, we, uh, I think it's really important that we as adults, as parents as mentors as coaches whatever um recognize that with every positive there's a negative and with every negative there's a positive so when i was coming up um you know my teenage years were rough there were many beautiful things but they were also rough um i lost several people to drug overdoses to suicide to you know alcohol abuse um you know and so at the age of 19, um, my after my ex-boyfriend committed suicide, sorry, my cat's going to join us for the today. Oh, I love it. I was like, oh, I love this. It's cool. She, she likes to give me, give me moral support as I talk about these issues. But, you know, at the, at the age of 19, my ex-boyfriend committed suicide. That same year, my surrogate father died from alcohol abuse. That same year, my surrogate brother died from a diabetic complication. And then my dog died, and then I got dumped. So that was a horrific, horrific year for me. And I kind of vowed to myself then, you know, that it was important for me to to do all I could to prevent any other young person from feeling like they had nothing else. Yes, yes. And so present day, 2019, I had no idea, like in my head, I've always kind of had this this feeling that I, I needed to do more than just music. But it wasn't until 2019 I was like, oh, duh. You know, when I say that I want to save the world one song at a time, it's not just my music that I want to touch people with. It's helping young people to recognize the power of their voices. Yes. Help young people recognize that the answers that they're looking for live in them. Yes. Help young people to recognize that, you know, every successful child is one caring adult away. Quite often those adults are their parents. However, until they come to that realization, maybe they will trust another adult, i.e. myself or another, you know, mentor to give them the tools to step into their power, to recognize that power of their voice, to recognize their truth, to, you know, learn tools to overcome anxiety, to simplify their overwhelm, to just step out of their comfort zones into something powerful and positive and empowering and them yes yes you know yes. so that, that's the kind of the quick overview i can go into more detail but you know we've only got well, half an hour <laughs> no and that's huge because for me there is nothing like having had someone survive all of these things and then sit there on the other side and be the guide be the leader be the mentor that is so so powerful I mean, there's nothing more powerful from that because you've lived it. I mean, you've lived heartache. You've lived the uh, everything you're talking about. Yeah. You know? 
And so you can then step into this position where you just guide people to the other side. And it's just, ah, we need those mentors in the world. We really do. I worked in a psychiatric unit before the pandemic um, as a psychotherapist. And the kids would come in and I would sit there and I would say, I know it sucks to be where you are. I used Mm -hmm. to be on that side of the table. I was in a psychiatric facility when I was your age. And now I'm the therapist. And so it's just that ray of hope that things could be different. Exactly. And I think it's it's a, especially key because, again, go back to when you were a teenager, yeah. um, you know, how often did you look at your parents and say, you don't understand? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's actually what, you know, I, sure, I don't know what it means to grow up with TikTok, yeah. but um, I certainly understand body dysmorphia. I certainly understand peer pressure. I certainly understand looking at your neighbor's green grass and thinking, I wish my grass were greener, you know. And, you know, again, and I mean, I, I come to youth work and, and teaching and education through the lens of Indigenous Māori um, teaching practices, which is Indigenous culture in New Zealand. Yeah. And so a big part of how I approach youth work is not me no better because of me adult but you know what's your story how can we shift this cognitively within you how can you retain control yes. over your processes and simply use the tools and guidance that i help provide so that you can recognize and come to your own conclusions and come to your own learnings and come to your own growth and that's why it's it, like it's empowerment coaching not just not just i don't know (laughs) typical educational paradigms of you know regurgitation of information it's It's so much more it's so much more than even just songwriting you know yeah so much oh there's so much i literally just uh released my book about how songwriting is pivotal to this you know and again like when i was growing up I used to crank really loudly, like my favorite singers. Yes. Wasted Years by Iron Maiden was one of my go-to yes. theme songs. Um, basically, the entire Eminem like, catalog, Pink, Linkin Park, um, Aretha Franklin, Tina Turner, like all of these these songs that we used to listen to growing up going, see, these guys understand. My parents will never understand. Yes. What if the songs you're singing to yourself as a teenager are not other people's songs though. What if they're your songs? What if they're your words that you can use to connect with your parents? Wow, wow, that is so, so powerful. You know what I mean? And so when you're able to step into that truth to that communication tool, amazing things that happen because not only are your parents now going oh my gosh my kid wrote this and maybe i should rethink how i'm talking with them but also here's the fun scientific part of it when it comes to music and songwriting you can actually utilize music and songwriting to cognitively reframe the messages the young person is telling themselves So when we're not only saying, hey, mom and dad, I don't like it when, but also now we're thinking, oh, I can 
change my approach. Instead of talking to mum and dad, I can talk to my depression. I can talk to my anxiety. I can talk directly to my 80-year-old self or my 12-year-old self yes. and start rewriting that inner dialogue yes. with ourselves. There's just the, the opportunities for healing and, and overcoming are endless. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And most musicians say the best songs have come from painful, dark times. I mean, and that's true of things in my life. I'm not a musician, but I wrote a book. It came from one of the most painful, darkest right. times in my life. I mean, the arts are such an avenue for healing. Yeah, 1,000, 1,000%. And I, I think one of the most powerful parts of that is the fact that art allows us to guide ourselves on our own journeys. Yes, yes, yes. You know? Absolutely. Yes. Ah, it's so powerful. And, you know, you're, I would imagine you are literally a miracle. I mean, having that many brain surgeries and coming through everything that you did, I'm sure music was how you healed. Oh, I can't even begin to to tell you the level of, of opportunity. And it's still, it's the funny thing is it's still rearing its head all the time. You know, songs that I was, that I wrote when I was 11, 12 years old. Wow. I can look at them now and go, huh, I still need that reminder sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, when I when I brought, when I moved to the States back in twenty fifteen, I was living in the middle of nowhere, Connecticut. Um, working as an outdoor science education teacher. Yeah. And I found a piano one day and was like, I'm just gonna I don't know, I sat down and started playing the song. This was in twenty fifteen. It's a, it's a song that I wrote called Be Brave. I recorded it in 2017 when I moved to D.C. And it sort of just sat there. Mm-hmm. I didn't release the song until just before the pandemic hit. Yeah. And so every time, even now, seven years after writing the song, when I look back at those lyrics that I wrote in 2015, mm-hmm. I am reminded of my inner strength. Yes. I'm reminded of my resilience. Yes. I'm reminded that, you know, every painful opportunity, every every painful experience is an opportunity for growth. Yes, yes. yes. Um, but best of all, all of that, you know, all of that lives inside me. Yes. And it has never gone away. And so, I mean, that's my experience, but I have a, I had a client, Sydney Witt, who we worked together middle of, uh, middle of 2019 into 2020. And we wrote an entire album together. Mm. I, I worked with her to wow. have write letters to her anxiety, to write letters to her parents, to herself. Um, and now not only has her album helped her move to England to study in Liverpool with Paul McCartney from the Beatles, but not, not, sorry, not Paul McCartney, John Lennon, I, I apologize with John Lennon from the Beatles, but now she's still able to look at these these songs that she's written and be like, oh yeah, I got this. Like, every time I'm stressed, I'll just write, you know, sing my song again and remind myself that I'm powerful. Yes, oh my goodness, talk about life changing and what an opportunity for her. I yeah. Mean, this really brought about such a powerful opportunity. So, wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And you wrote your first song when you were 11? Was that your first No. 
I wrote my first song when I was four. <laughs> how did you even know how to do that? I mean, it just came through you. Like it was. Here, this is the thing I think. You know, um, adulthood. One of my favorite things is adulthood is when creativity gets taught out of you. Oh yes. Yes, yes, yes. So you had that natural ability. That's just what you think. We all have that natural ability. Yes, yes. If you listen to Bob Proctor, if you listen to Jim Rohn, if you listen to Tony Robert, like whoever, um, they'll all tell you that we're all creative humans. All we just forget. Yes. We forget or we get taught out of or we get convinced, oh, you don't want to be creative. Like, stay, stay to your box. Stick inside your box. Stay there. You know, be the labels that everybody else gives you. Mm-mm. that's that's not that's not how we're meant to run i don't think we're all creative that creativity manifests itself in different ways for you it was a book yeah. i'm i'm sure that because you wrote a book you were damn well able to write a song i'm yeah. positive of it you know what i mean but you're laughing because it's like oh this is uncomfortable that's cool yeah. this is your comfort zone this is the awesome stuff right Right. So, so let's let's allow ourselves, give ourselves permission to step out of that comfort zone and to listen to that inner child again. Yes. You know, listen yes. to that creativity again. Feed that inner creativity. Be still enough. Put down your phone, <laughs> and be and be quiet enough to let the inspiration come. Because I guarantee, writing a song is a lot simpler than most people think. Right. And this is what my, this is what my song, what my latest book is about. This is what my, you know, my TED talk is about. This yes. is what, you know, this is what everything, it's it's about recognizing that we have the answers in us. Okay. Yes. We just need to let ourselves be still enough, give ourselves permission to hmm. hear that song, write that song, uh, live that song. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. It reminds me my, a little bit. My book is about intuition, how we all have wisdom within us. We're all our own gurus. We all have all the answers. Yours is, you know, geared towards songs, and mine is geared towards, like, women empowering themselves to figure it out, right? I love that. I love that. It's all inside of us already, mm-hmm. everything we need to know. And I love that about the songs because I hear you could write a song. I'm like, oh, a song? No way. Do the youth who come to you feel that way? Are they scared to write a song? Um, yes and no. Like they're, you know, I think when you're a teenager, people tend to be a little bit cocky, but, um, I think, I think the scariest part of it is to your previous point, Mm. our best songs come from vulnerable situations. And so young people don't tend to freak out about writing music. Mm. They freak out about allowing themselves to write that vulnerable song. Oh, that just gave me chills. I, that, I can get that. Yeah. Right. I can get that. And so that's why it's important to have healthy and safe mentorship guidance um, to help them give themselves permission to be vulnerable. Yes. To recognize the power in their vulnerability. Yes. And then to write from that place of truth. Right, right. And probably to embrace the mess. I mean, totally. we've not been taught to embrace the mess. No one wants messy. Like, ugh, get that away, put it in a box, put a bow on it. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, they probably don't have the script for diving into the mess. And learning. Exactly. Exactly. And I think many adults don't either. No, no. <laughs> <To be fair. laughs> Not at all. We're all perfectionists and trying to get it right. We're checking out. Like no one's really comfortable in the mess. We're more comfortable making it perfect or just checking out totally. Yeah, yeah. And and so this is like the entire art of jazz music is celebrating mess, right? And it's 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 one of the things I think is one of the how do I put this? It's one of the things I think is really beautiful about songwriting in particular because not only does it honor mess Mm. but it gives us an opportunity to simplify the mess i I use a a methodology which i'm sure you're familiar with the kiss method keep it keep it simple superstar you know so when when a young person comes to me it's like oh i i feel like overwhelmed i'm stressed i feel like i'm wearing different hats I have to be this role at school. I have to be this role up for my parents. I, my parents are getting a divorce. Blah 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 blah. Like all these different things that young people are having to navigate. In addition to of overcoming the pandemic. In addition to boys or girls or whatever. Yeah. Um, our inclination is to write that into one song. Mm-hmm. By breaking that down into five, six, seven different songs, now they're not only able to recognize, okay, the, the this is actually several different key themes that I can deal with one-on-one, but yeah. now I have the tools and abilities to really lean into that vulnerable situation about talking about my family life or my school life or whatever um and now i can sort of start to build up that resiliency around said issue yes 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 you know and that's so now now, and that's how sydney witt came up with her 13 track album because she came to me with all this overwhelm we're like okay cool yes let's break this down Yes. Let's write a song for this, write a song for that, write a song for the other thing. Spend really a lot of good quality, intentional time focusing on each specific individual hurdle, challenge, and then build on that. Let's see the silver lining here. Let's have a look at how we can cognitively reframe our approaches. Let's have a look at how to effectively communicate these trouble points let's you know it's yes it's so cool. powerful that's so powerful and music is so so powerful one thing my daughter and i do because you know i'm a trauma focused therapist and trauma is stored in our bodies so at night we put on songs and we move and we dance and we get it you know out of our bodies and shake with it and move with it and so I mean, that's just music in itself is just so powerful. So to be able to write your own and create it and to put lyrics to everything you've experienced. I mean, I can't imagine because it's powerful for me just to move and shake it out to and move that trauma, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Taking it to the next level there. Yeah. And, you know, again, adults, young people at the moment, we're all experiencing very similar trauma. Oh my you know, God. the last two years have been crazy for everybody. So we need to shake. We need to, like, you know, yes. get that vibration happening. Yes. 
Move it on out of there. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Wow. What a beautiful, beautiful experience for youth to be able to find you. So what ages do you work with in your program? Tell us a little bit more about that. My superpowers are around working with teenagers. Yeah, um, yeah. We need that. Yeah. They are not for everyone, that population. <laughs> I've heard this rumor. They're my people. I, I definitely, I, I, again, I think it's because, you know, a lot of the trauma that I experienced, aside from brain trauma, happened when I was a teenager. You know, I had a brief stint out of home. I've had multiple, and sorry if this is TMI to anybody, but, you know, I've, I've, I've endured multiple counts of sexual abuse and sexual assault been in abusive relationships, witnessed abusive relationships, um, lost friends to suicide, been suicidal myself. You know, there's, yep. we've all, we've all experienced trauma. I, this yes. isn't a competition. Um, but for me, because I lost so much as a teenager, yeah. I really, it really goes back to when I was 19 and I was like, you know what? I need to do anything I can to prevent this from happening to any other young person. Yes. yes. Every successful child is one caring adult away. Mm -hmm. And every child is tomorrow's future. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So we need to make sure we are building resilient, strong, well-equipped young people who know how to navigate this ever-changing, crazy world that we have created for them yes. in a way that's healthy and sustainable and productive. Yes, absolutely. And I love when people share their story and get raw and real and vulnerable because we've all got something. And I'm a therapist. I will not go to a therapist who hasn't gone through a lot of shit. Right. Because she doesn't know how to help me. You right. Know? He has right. no clue. And so I just love when people share the rawness of their experience because we've all got something. We've all yeah. Got, and it makes you relatable and it makes people feel seen and heard, especially youth. I mean, it's a very isolating time when you're a teenager. You feel odd and different. And especially with everything teens are going through now, we've got so, so much happening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, way more than when we were, than when I was a teen, you know, I'm 41 this year, but like we we're saying the social media and now there's just a lot about gender acceptance and all of that that's on the table now. It just, there's so many different layers that weren't even, yeah. which is good. We want this all to, to come to the surface and to be healed, but it's just got to be so challenging for, for sure. teens and very isolating. So when people share their stories, it's like, oh, thank God I am not alone in this. Yeah. Like somebody yeah. gets it. Somebody's walked a path that's challenging. It's interesting that you bring that up because, you know, several of my clients um, recently are either non-binary or transgender yeah. um, and and or queer. Um, and you're completely right. Like, you know, I think you and I might be on. I mean, you're older than I am. Um, not very much, but you are older than I am. Um, and the... I feel like our generation um, is probably the first generation that started recognizing gender fluidity yes. and sexuality fluidity. Yes. Um, 
And I say that because a lot of the clients that I see have parents who are your age or older. Right, right. And right. so they're not like, what, is it, what does my child mean that they're pansexual? Yeah. That isn't a thing, transgender. That isn't a thing, you know. Yes. And so they're not only having to contend with their parents' love and affection, perceived love and affection um, and acceptance, but their social circles, their, um, you know, their own identities as like, how do I fit in? Yes. Um, yes. Their own communities or tribes. Um, and, and now they're also having to struggle with this idea that, um, you know, in America in general, in, in particular, rather, their rights are now being encroached upon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so how painful. How, how do you <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Imagine being a kid in Arkansas right now. Oh. Yes. I, you know. Yeah. So th this is one of the things like it's really important for me to help young people to whatever that freak flag of yours is yes. to wave it proudly yes. as I do. Yes. Um yes. and and write that truth because I guarantee, just like Marianne Williamson says, mm. when you shine your light the brightest, it doesn't it doesn't blind other people. Yes. It attracts your people. Yes, yes, it does. And it gives, she says, it gives others permission to do to, the same. Exactly. We're shining bright. We give others permission to do the same. And that's what these kids need. They need permission. They need permission to be who they are, to shine bright, wave our flags, whatever they are, you know? Yeah. And so that's why your work is so profound and so important because you help give them permission. Thank you. I I try. And I think it's a good reminder for all of their parents as well to also give their permission, yeah. themselves permission. Yeah. Not just give their children permission, but give themselves permission yeah. you know we have lived in boxes for too long i right. think in in multiple ways like just as, as bullshit as the pandemic has been for the last two yeah. years yeah what a beautiful opportunity for us to rewrite the narrative on how to live our lives yes i agree i agree what a beautiful opportunity for us to rewrite the theme songs to our lives yes. quite literally yes. to, to to create our own boxes for ourselves for our children for our communities, you know? Beautiful, it's, beautiful, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay, this has been such a gift to have you on today and I love Thank learning you. about the work. There are quick things I wanna know. What sure. is the title of your book? I oh, sure, I, it's, it's over on my bookshelf, I should have grabbed it. It's called Reconnect With Your Teenager, A Parent's Guide to Helping Your Stressed or Anxious Kid Through the Art of Songwriting. But reconnect your teenage with your teenager is the the main title. Beautiful. Yep. Great. And what yes. does your TED Talk have a name when it comes out? Can we find you? It is uh, how someone saved my life. Uh, yeah, sorry, how someone saved me after ten brain surgeries. So it's currently it's currently in the uh, it's still being processed by TED. Yeah. The, the powers that be at TED to make sure that it is scientifically sound, but it will be hopefully available soon. <laughs> Amazing, just incredible. And I, Thank you. I want that book, that's amazing. Yeah. And what is one thing you'd like to leave our audience with today? Uh, a little tidbit of information or, or a freebie, because I can do both. 
Yeah, whatever comes to mind. What do you feel called to share? Okay, so my first my first thing would be, uh, if nothing else from this talk today, from this from our conversation today, I want to empower everybody listening to remember to never let the world write your song. Ah, uh, wow. That you have the pen as a parent, as a teacher, as a coach, as a human being, that it is your job to rewrite that narrative, rewrite that song of your life. Wow. You have the pen. Yeah. Um, and yeah. to help you facilitate that song, um, I have available on my website, emmagmusic.com, free songwriting flashcards that are songwriting prompts to help you step out of your comfort zone, Kara, and yes. write your theme song using a, a number of flashcards that I put together in PDF yes. format. It comes with some directions in your email, so it's it's pretty easy to do, pretty easy to, to navigate, and uh, yeah, and then when, when you're done, you can share your, your masterpieces with me. <laughs> oh, I love this. I love this so much. You know, I have my book here, and there's a quote on the back by one of my dear friends, he says, take control of your life's narrative by sharing your story. And that's that's what you're saying. I mean, don't let the world write it for you. Take charge of your life narrative, share your story. And mm -hmm. I tell, I love that because I was sitting here thinking, I was like, what would my song be? Like, I don't even know what my song is, but what a profound thing to start thinking about. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That is, that is a beautiful, gem you've just left with me because now I want to start thinking about that like what is my song so I look forward to hearing it once it's finished yes. <laughs> oh, thank you so much Emma G it's been thank such you. a pleasure to be here with you today and I appreciate likewise. all the work that you're doing in the world it is so so powerful likewise thank you so much great we'll be in touch